outside the box, paying attention to those who are left out. Today's topic is stakeholders. When I talk about stakeholders, what comes to your mind? Not somebody grabbing a, onto a big slab of beef, I hope. That's S-T-E-A-K. This is S-T-A-K-E holder. It's someone who's directly impacted by certain decisions. Unfortunately, people who have a major interest in a decision or who hold important knowledge are often left out of the process. They're invisible. They don't get to be at the table. There is a so-called participation gap where many who should be involved in decisions are not. For example, women are the major stakeholders in decisions about what they can or can't do with their own bodies, such as the choice of an abortion or using birth control or other health-related concerns. Yet they're almost always a minority in legislative, religious, or legal decisions about their bodies. Do workers have a say in what happens in the workplace where they spend 40 or more hours a week? Not usually, even sometimes when they're represented by unions, and certainly not in non-union workplaces. A lot of businesses would likely be more productive with happier employees if workers were stakeholders with real influence on decisions. I'll bet no one asked the people of Syria whether they wanted an eight-year civil war, or even eight days for that matter. A few opponents of Bashar al-Assad, Syria's president, started fighting to remove the long-reigning head of government, and Assad responded with all-out war against all opponents. Will the violence ever end there? Maybe it would if the long-suffering people of Syria were consulted instead of being pawns in the conflict. Good Shepherd Food Bank provides edibles for scores of food cupboards around the state of Maine, serving thousands of people who are food insecure. I've asked the director of Good Shepherd twice to include low-income people on its board of directors, made up entirely of wealthier middle-class folks, mostly men. No response so far. Many other social service agencies serving those experiencing poverty do not include low-income people in their decision-making processes either. Jails and prisons are obvious examples where stakeholders, the inmates, have little say in what happens to them. That's what punishment means, I guess. But almost all prisoners get out eventually. Don't we want them to be better persons and not wind up behind bars again? So considering them as stakeholders and asking for their participation in decisions would benefit both the inmates and the communities they return to. There are other examples. The temporarily able-bodied don't always ensure a say to those with disabilities. Politicians don't often don't listen to their constituents or include their ideas in public policies. Big corporations run roughshod over local communities opposed to environmental degradation that will benefit the company. And people of color are sometimes marginalized, even in groups trying to end racism. Victims, the invisibles, people who don't count, left out, 
all stakeholders should be included in any process and from the very beginning. When we don't include them at the table, the decision or the result can't help but be a bad one in many cases, poorly executed, facing resistance from those not included. When are you a stakeholder? When have you been included in decisions? And when were you left out of the process? I'm Larry Danzinger, often included in decisions, but sometimes left out as well. Mm-hmm.